This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. A review of Carnival Cruise Lines, Carnival Radiance. That used to be Carnival Victory. Now it's sailing as Radiance out of Long Beach, California. We'll have a review coming up a little later on in the show. And with Cruise News, staff writer Richard Sims is on deck. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. The day has finally arrived where Disney Wish has officially been christened. Yes, this is kind of big news for Disney. It's the first ship in 10 years to join the fleet. Uh, Bob, what's interesting is this came right after Bob Chapek um, signed a new three-year deal to head up the Disney company. He hasn't had the best of runs. There have been a lot of issues underneath his uh, reign. So there was a little bit of a question of whether or not he would be re-signed, but he did. He re-signed and then immediately got to go and uh, head up, you know, the party for this new ship, kicking it off with the inauguration. Uh, They're doing three and four nights from Port Canaveral. It's an LNG ship. Uh, What's really kind of interesting here is that they do not have a godmother for the ship. They have godchildren. The the Make-A-Wish children are the godchildren of the ship. I think that's kind of cool, and it's very much in keeping with the theme, you know, Make-A-Wish, and it's the Disney wish. Uh, This is, of course, the newest ship in their fleet, has all of the bells and whistles and some really, really cool things that we haven't seen on other ships before. Like, for example, there is a secret slide passage that takes you down into one of the uh, kids' areas from the atrium, which I don't know if you're allowed to, but if I ever get on that ship, I guarantee you I'm going to try and slide down that secret little passage. It just looks like kind of a great ship, Big new entertainment. It's Disney. They do everything, you know, big and splashy and right. And that's going to be sailing out of Port Canaveral now. And Carnival Corporation lost the money, but they're also making money again. You know, this is one of those situations we talk about a lot where it's a good news, bad news. The the bad news is they lost $1.9 million in the second quarter. And, you know, yeah, it's hard to hear something like that and think, well, wait, what's the good news? But the good news is that at that same time, they're actually for the first time seeing a positive cash flow. So the money is going in the right direction after, you know, two years of it flowing the wrong way. It's finally coming in. One of the reasons that that is, is that they're seeing a really big increase in onboard spending. We've been hearing this from, you know, even before the shutdown in like 2018, 2019, all of the cruise lines were putting a big, uh, 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 a lot of emphasis on onboard spend, which means whether it's in the casino or you're buying drinks or going out to specialty dinners. So they're seeing a lot of increase in onboard spending, which is great. The other thing they're talking about is that in the third quarter, which is the summer, which is a big time for cruising, especially for Carnival, because Carnival does so many families and the families, you know, the kids are out during the summer. Carnival is saying that they expect to be sailing at 110% capacity during the summer months. Now, you know, hopefully they will... You know, before we get to that point, although I guess we're sort of in that summer month period now, they'll get some of the staffing issues resolved because, you know, if you're sailing at 110 percent, you really want to make sure you have the staff to give the proper experience. It doesn't do a lot of good to have your ships sailing and then get a lot of 
bad word of mouth because everybody had a bad experience because they spent all their time in lines or whatever. So hopefully we'll see those two things sort of meet in the middle where the the amount of people on the ship is counterbalanced by the number of staff that they're able to get on as they resolve the visa issues and things like that. It's also big things coming up in Carnival's future because Arnold Donald will be stepping down as CEO shortly. And they're also, they're having um, two ships that current that currently are sailing in the Costa Cruises fleet, which is another division of Carnival Corporation. Those ships will be coming over and joining Carnival Cruise Line. Plus they have Carnival Celebration coming out. So there's a lot of big stuff in the pipeline, which should really help them get this, you know, this cash flow going even, well, it's already going in a positive direction, going even in a more positive direction. And one of the Carnival Corporation brands, Carnival Cruise Line, just one of the nine that Carnival has, uh, they debuted a new food item and also a cruise director lineup for an upcoming ship. Well, we'll start with the cruise directors. So Carnival Celebration, when it comes out, will be under the entertainment mastery of Lee Mason and Calvin Martins. Lee Mason will be the cruise director and Calvin Martins will be the entertainment director. Lee's been with the company for about six years, Mason Lee. He's currently serving as the cruise director on Celebration's sister ship, the Mardi Gras. Uh, Meanwhile, Calvin Martins has been there for like 20 years and this guy should pretty much know everything there is to know about how to entertain people on a fun ship because it turns out that at one point he was actually the executive assistant to none other than John Heald, who is the brand ambassador currently and has also been, you know, he came up through the ranks. So John, you know, was a cruise director and knows everything about the entertainment side of cruising. So that's a good person to have mentored under. So those are the two people who will be spearheading your entertainment on the carnival celebration. Now, as for the burger, so this, you know, as soon as I heard that carnival was about to make an announcement regarding, you know, Guy Fieri and something to do with the new ships. And I said, you know, they're going to roll out a Thunderstruck burger because that's actually Thunderstruck is their big advertising campaign. You've probably seen it all over the place. Get Thunderstruck. And sure enough, they have. By the way, you have to be careful when you say Thunderstruck because it'd be really easy to say that wrong. Uh, the burger they've rolled out is the Thunderstruck Nacho Burger. It is a toasted brioche bun with their typical 80-20 burger patty, donkey sauce, super melty cheese, nacho seasoning, borracho beans, crispy corn tortilla strips, fried jalapenos, and fresh pico de gallo. I, I-, I tell you what, I- you call this kind of thing the the thunderstruck burger and all i could see is people wandering around going you know oh i've got gas i'm thunderstruck from the burger uh but it sounds both delicious and a little too much all at the same time took a double take at this next headline a norwegian cruise line ship hits a small iceberg you don't ever want to hear the words cruise ship and hit an iceberg in the same sentence because it immediately sums up summons up issues of Titanic. You know, you're, you're like that. That's what you think of immediately. But it actually happens a lot more often than you think. In this case, uh, the Norwegian Sun was sailing in Alaska and it hit what they call a growler. Now, when I've heard the word growler in the past, I've thought of it either as meaning a bear is coming, or isn't a growler like a pitcher, like a, a bottle of beer, like a big bottle of beer, and you can take and get it refilled? I believe those are called mm-hmm. growlers. Well, turns out a growler is also a small piece of ice. 
big, not not like small enough to be in your cocktail glass, but a, a, a small enough to be an iceberg, but, you know, not a huge iceberg. So they did hit it. There was some damage done. We don't know the exact extent yet, but we do know that as of right now, the ship has had to cancel a couple of sailings while they, you know, finish assessing the damage and making repairs. Right now, um, the June 30th sailing has been canceled. We don't know beyond that yet. This will probably be one of those situations where, you know, they sort of announce it as they know. You know, as soon as they know, yes, this ship is definitely sailing. But for the next few sailings, it, you know, if you're booked on that, keep an eye because you'll have to see whether you are actually sailing or not. We like these stories. Another cruise line is back in service. Uh, Celebrity Cruises 2001 built its Celebrity Infinity Wet left Port Everglades on Saturday. And that means that officially now you can do the drum roll. All 63 ships in the Royal Caribbean fleet are now sailing. The timing was kind of cool because this came almost exactly a year after Celebrity Edge sailed. And you'll remember when Celebrity Edge sailed, that was the first ship to sail out of North America when we restarted. Uh, I believe she sailed out of Port Everglades. So it's been a year since the first ship restarted, and now all of Royal Caribbean is sailing, all of Carnival is sailing. We're really, um, you know, we're we're rapidly approaching normal again. Absolutely. And uh, before we get here to the listener question, I do want to say, if you do have a listener question, and you do email me, Doug at cruiseradio.net, I've been traveling a lot this month. I went from like Norway to Salt Lake and then uh, where was I, Richard? Uh, Italy. And now I'm back here for a little while. So I have a lot of listener emails stacked up. I am seeing them. I just haven't had the time to respond. So I do still welcome your emails. And if you haven't heard from me yet, you will. I promise you. All right. Finally, getting to Donna's email from back in May. She says, any idea when Carnival will bring back some of their VIFP perks? The good news is that, um, Donna, things are already starting to return. As of last week, they started bringing back the VIFP lunch. We haven't yet seen anything about Faster to the Fun, which is the perk that people pay for um, to get on board earlier and get earlier access to their room, things like that. We haven't seen any word on when that'll return. That could actually sort of be dependent on the staffing issues because while some of these things, you know, like to, to have the diamond luncheon event doesn't necessarily take a lot of staff, but faster to the fun, you need to be fully staffed because you've got to get all of those rooms cleaned and turned over early enough to open them up to the guests who are coming on board after the people who have disembarked. So it's, you know, and some of the other perks never really went away, like, you know, the free bottle of water, um, drinks, things like that. The big difference is that some of the things that you used to find in your room, you now have to go and claim. You know, you have to go to guest services or or wherever and and claim the perk as opposed to having it delivered to you. So the welcome back party for Diamond and Platinum is back. And as the Diamond Luncheon has returned, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. <laughs> there was something else, too, that we didn't cover, but I read... I didn't know if you knew anything on it. I saw where John also said that the State Department is working with the cruise lines and letting the crew come back that have expired visas. And they're going through that application process to renew them once they're back on board the ship. So it looks like it's alleviating some of the staffing issues. Yeah. And and they really, like I said, they do need to do that because as great as it is to have all your ships up and running, that's an amazing thing. But you really want to make sure that you're not having, you know, that the guests aren't 
having a crappy time once they're on board. I mean, of course, you're on a cruise. Enjoy. Relax. You know, yeah, you might have to stand in line for a while. It'll, you'll be okay. But obviously, Carnival prides itself, as do all the cruise lines, on you know, the fact that they provide this amazing entertainment vacation for you. Mm -hmm. So it's important that they have the staff available to provide what they are promising to deliver on. And I think that as we move forward, the quicker they can get these situations resolved and get the visas, you know, um, uh, processed, the quicker we will be able to get everybody back to having, you know, the exactly the experience that they hope to have when they get on board. Staff writer Richard Sims, as always. Thanks, my friend. Always glad to be here. Have a question or a comment for the show? Yeah! Send an email or voice memo to Doug at CruiseRadio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Breaking news as it happens. Online and on demand at cruiseradio.net. So Mike just returned from a three-night cruise aboard Carnival Radiance out there on the West Coast. It was a three-night cruise down to Ensenada. Of course, Carnival Radiance was the former Carnival Victory before the 2019-2020 transformation of the ship. Mike joins us on the line. Hey, buddy. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good, my friend. Thanks uh, Thanks for offering this review. Now, you're a local out there to the port of Long Beach, I guess. So I normally ask for some pre-cruise thoughts. So just because you're 45 minutes from the port doesn't mean I'm not going to ask you the same question. <laughs> what made you want to take this three-nighter out of Long Beach? You know, we, we originally had a cruise scheduled in about two weeks from now. That was a makeup cruise from when we all got canceled back, you know, during the worst part of COVID. But we changed that one. To October because of the Omicron. And then it started getting better. And we got a great offer from Carnival to do this cruise. I mean, really, really good offer to do this little cruise. So we said, you know what? Things are better. Cruises are doing what they need to do. Let's just go. So we did. It was like literally less than a month before the cruise started that we got the little invite uh, and we went and... Uh, Does a local drive to the port and park their car there or just get transportation to get dropped off? We have done it both ways, but yeah, we typically you go there, you drive, you, you park, there's parking right next to the Queen Mary. And it's like, typically it's like $23 a day to park. Okay. Guess not that bad considering. So you make your way to the port of Long Beach to embark Carnival Radiance. How was your embarkation process? We took the latest time because, you know, they're, they're doing these days are doing the time uh, to get on. And we got there around 2.30, which is a little later than we normally do. Well, we got there got to the entrance way and you have to go through the, they check all your COVID protocols. So we, we know, luckily we did the new verify system that they're working on really did a great job with that. And that really expedited us getting through that line really fast. And then there was probably, honestly, I more people in there than I thought. So there was about 300 people probably in the 
cruise for, but we're platinum. So we went to the platinum line from the curb to the ship was like 12 minutes. Wow. Was that all because of Verifly? It was Verifly. And honestly, it was is because we, we had a little nice card that said platinum on nice. it. Nice. Really, really yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. What exactly does Verifly do? Because I have a Carnival cruise coming up and I keep getting emails, download it and fill the information out. Like what all are you putting on there? You're putting all of your, your, your passport, you're putting your COVID uh, tests in there. You're putting your, your uh, vaccination in there with all with the copies of it, and then they'll verify it. So they will literally verify that those are all legitimate. So when you do that, it takes your picture. And then when you go in, they'll, they'll just look at it that you were verified and it, and it has on the app, you have to, you have, they'll, they'll take your phone and they'll look at it and make sure that you are actually verified that all these things were met. And it's that quick and boom, you're done. And they'll just let you go through to the next stage, which is security. Super okay. fast. Okay. So they're not actually, you're not having to pull your passport out again or pulling your COVID car out, card out again or your negative test. It's just the Verify is a one-stop shop. You do have to have your passport out. And I think they want you, but they don't really look at it. They didn't really look at it, but they, they wanted it out. But it was really fast, yeah. really fast. You make your way on board the ship in less than 15 minutes. You, you mentioned uh, before we started chatting here that... You uh, sailed Carnival Victory back in the day. So what were your first impressions of Carnival Radiance? It was a really a much more beautiful ship than we expected it to be. So when you first get on the, the Radiance and you go to the atrium, it's subtle. They're blue. It's a very subtle. It's not doesn't reach out and scream at you like some of the other ships have. But it's a really nice feel when you get inside. And it was just a really nice looking ship from the outside, too. I, it's the first time I've seen the new livery. So it was, a, it was a nice looking ship just coming up to it as well. What are your thoughts of the new Carnival livery? I like it. You know, uh, the other one was just so plain. The white was just a kind of that plain Jane look. I like the the nice flow of the blue and the red and, and the white. Hides the rust, too. It does, <laughs> <You know>? yes. <laughs> it hides the rust, you're right. For sure. <laughs> so you make your way to your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book? And what did you think of it over your three nights? You know, we had an outside stateroom. And it's a big, it was, it's a really bigger room than I remember on some of the other carnival ships. The couch was a full size couch. And some of the, some of the other ships I've been on, it's, it's more like a love seat, but this was a full size couch. The beds in carnival uh, are always super comfortable. The closets were a little bit smaller than I would like them to have been. There's not as much space in there as you may have had, but it was only three days. So it wouldn't really affect us at this point. But if it was a longer cruise, I think it would have been a little bit more tighter. The bathroom was bigger than a lot of the other ones. It still had the curtain. It was still a nicer bathroom size than I was expecting from that ship. You know, now that you mentioned that with the this closet space not being as big as you expected, it almost seems like some of the closet space has been eaten up by something else. I don't know if it's something like an air system or something. I noticed in my stateroom when I was in there for the very few minutes that I was, the closet space was smaller than it was on Carnival Liberty. Did you notice that too? I did. And it was weird because when you walk in the door, it has this weird folding door when mm-hmm. you first go in that doesn't open or close really well. So it's like it was added later. And maybe it wasn't, but that's how it felt to me at the time. Yeah, like an afterthought. Yeah. So let's talk about dining on board the ship. And we'll start at the top there at the Lido Deck Marketplace. How was that throughout your sailing? You know, it was it was above average. I was surprised there was a lot of self-serve still. I guess I guess that's that's coming back more now. The food was pretty good during the day. We went there one time in the morning for breakfast, and I wasn't too impressed with the selection. But uh, that could be a lot of different reasons. But uh, but it was it was it was decent. I mean, the food overall was great, and the food there. I only only went there for um, lunch one time. Yeah, it was it was good. All right. Now you also have the uh, was it what is uh, Shaq's place on there called Big Chicken? 
Big chicken. Yeah, how was that? Yeah. You know, I didn't <laughs> I didn't eat the food of big chicken. We went and checked it out, but I'm a guy's burger guy, you know, and okay. I live for guys burgers. And so I kind of indulged myself a little bit too much on the guys burgers and my wife loves them too. So we, we really ate those during the day and it was only three days. So really didn't have a, you know, I, I wasn't going to give up guys burger for nothing. <laughs> That's fair. Did you uh, hit up Luguana Cantina? Yeah, my wife did. I'm not a, I'm not a big Mexican too, but she loves, she loves Mexican. She loves it there. She just, just loves the the fact that you can just go over there and get what you want. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty pretty darn good. Did they tell you what kind, of, what kind of capacity you were selling at on the selling? They did. We were 100% full. We had actually, I think, double capacity on the ship is 2,900, and mm-hmm. there was 3,140 people on the ship. Okay. How did it, um, actually, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, how was the main dining room? What time dining did you have, and how was your experience in there? Uh, we had uh, early dining, 6 o'clock. The first night we had a table of four and it was just my wife and I. So, um, but the food was really, I think Carnival has stepped up their game on the food. The food was really terrific. It was really good. The second night we were there, uh, there was another couple sitting with us and that was fine. But again, the food was just, I mean, I remember about 10 years ago, it had gone down a little bit, but they they really brought it back. I really, really think that the food has has really stepped up for them a lot. I'm curious in the main dining room, are you, you guys, uh, the wife and yourself, social cruisers, like, w- are you cool with, um, you know, joining another table or strangers eating with you? Or would you much rather just eat with you and the wife? In the past, it's always been the more the merrier. With COVID, you're still a little bit, uh, I'm not so sure. Especially that first night was a little weird for us, but not that bad. But um, fairly social. And it was nice to talk to people. And, and uh, we made friends. And that's, you know, that's, that's kind of like it going back to normal. So that was a nice part of it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Did you do any um, specialty dining on board Radiance? We did. We went to the 555 Steakhouse Sunday night, and that was phenomenal. Again, again, just great food. We had this. It was great food. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat that. It was great food. It was smaller portions than I remember. So like we had, I had surf and turf, and it was a very small petite filet and a half of a tail, mm-hmm. which is more, which is less than I remember it being. But there's a lot of reasons for those things, I guess. But it was still great. I mean, it was fantastic. And, and quite honestly, I haven't eaten so much guys' burgers. It probably shouldn't have had any more than that anyway. But it was, it was really good. So I was on Carnival uh, Liberty, and we were eating in the steakhouse. And they pulled that with me with uh, the surf and turf, and giving me the half. So I was like, "Hey, where's the other half of the lobster? I didn't get it." And so she, I guess she thought I was being serious. So she sent the chef out and the chef had to tell me, we're only doing half a lobster now. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. I say, I was just kidding with the server, but I think my sense of humor went over their heads. So, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I did notice that, that the uh, portions were smaller and the lobster was definitely cut in half for me too. So you're not alone there. (laughs) Uh, How was the entertainment on this three night cruise? The entertainment was great. The comics were top notch. We went to, uh, we went to three, three different shows. They were really entertaining, uh, but Carnival, I think, has always done a really good job with their with their comics on their ships. But that was our that's our main thing. We we really love to go to the comedy. We also did um, karaoke and uh, went around to some of the other live music that was going around around the ship. We did not go to the main stage. I'm not a big fan of of the shows that they do. They're not my cup of tea. But the rest of the stuff is great, really. When they took the live orchestra away from the production shows, you lost me. You know. It's like yeah. that, that live orchestra was so awesome. Now it's the tracked music and the tracked vocals, and it's just not, not my thing either. I'm right there with you, Mike. 
Yeah. Definitely. But what, what can we do, right? Well, there's a lot to do there. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, did you sing karaoke? I did sing karaoke. And so I sang, uh, I did I did this Elvis Presley burning love song, right? And I went over pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a great singer. It's not great. But a, a little funny story to that. So we did it and it was a pretty good reception. It was great, whatever. The next day after we got back from the cruise, uh, which was Tuesday, I'm an actor, so if you're living in, in Southern California, if you're if you're acting, you're also doing something else, which is usually catering, which is what I was doing that day. Okay. And so I'm doing this job, and it's like five o'clock in the morning, and I'm going over to set up this thing, and this guy's there, and he comes to me, and goes, "Hey, I know you," and I said, "Oh yeah, I was here about six months ago." No, no, you sang "Burning Love" on the Radiance just the other day. I swear to God, we were talking about this like five minutes ago. How was this happening? And I said, <laughs> I, "I don't know, man." I. Yes, I was, but I, I have no idea how this happened. But um, <laughs> it's just one of those funny things, you know, just it happened. <laughs> you never know who's watching. You just don't. And I was yeah. like, I was really embarrassed at the time. I was like, oh, man, I, you know, yeah, okay, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to watch that. It's all good. <laughs> With the uh, ship at over 100% capacity, um, how were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? You know, not too bad. I, I remember going on the victory when we, when we sailed to um, the Caribbean and it was really, really bad at that time. This yeah, at full capacity, I never, we didn't have a problem finding a chair anytime. We were at the adult deck up there, um, had a little crab, what do you call those little crab beds? That was great. So it really wasn't bad. You could go on the slides if you wanted to. There was like maybe a two minute wait. I was really surprised. Nice. So the serenity, I like how you called it a crab bed, a clamshell. Clamshell. Thank you. There you go. Whatever. You know. That's awesome, though. I love the, I like crab, crab, uh, crab bed better anyway. It, serenity was pretty chill, though, like, um, you know, a decent sized space. I know that this uh, Sunshine class, of course, Carnival Sunshine has the waterfall and everything in their Serenity area, but this one doesn't. As far as the space and everything in Serenity, pretty spacious. It's basically, it's laid out a little odd because mm-hmm. you got two levels on one side and then just a top level on the other side, but that's okay. It was plenty of, there was plenty of seating up there. It was nice. I liked it better than the, uh, than the sunshine. I went on the sunshine. I did not like, I didn't like the sunshine, but that's yeah. another story, but it was laid out really well. And there was a, you know, it was a bar over there. We had the drink package. So that was, that was nice to have that bar real close. Yeah. You got that right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the, the port side of of one of the Serenity decks is actually the kids area. So the starboard side has two decks, and the port side is only one deck because you have that kids area up there towards the front of the ship. I forgot about that. that. Yeah, that makes yeah you you are absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. That makes yep. a lot of sense. I was wondering why that wasn't anything below, but that yeah that's yeah. Right. So uh, on this three night cruise, you just went to Ensenada. Um, how was Ensenada? I know the past couple of times I've been there, this is more towards the startup. It was like a ghost town and tumbleweeds blowing through there. What was it like this time? You know, Doug, I couldn't tell you. We've been down there so many times. We decided to stay on the ship and enjoy the ship. So we didn't get off at Ensenada this time. I was there not that long ago, but we really wanted to just see how the ship was without it. I mean, I love Ensenada to a certain degree, especially if you go out. The last time we were there, we went out and did the wine tour, which is a lot of fun. But no, we stayed on the ship and enjoyed the serenity of the ship. The serenity of the ship and the... Barking the sea lion. Oh my barking. god! It's, it's funny you say that because there was this one seal below the Serenity deck that would just would not shut up the whole time <laughs> we were there. Yeah, those those things are hysterical. I 
They have quite the personality too, because if someone like gets close to them, they'll try to roll on them or bite them or yeah, you got to keep those things at arm's distance there. So you make your way back to the port of Long Beach to disembark Carnival Radiance. How was your disembarkation process? Okay, this was great as well, because we went to the uh, Sunrise restaurant to wait with the other Platinum guests. And we got off the ship at 7.23, and we were in our car at 7.36. Wow, that could be the quickest ever. I have never gotten off the ship that fast. They have that new uh, face recognition Mm -hmm. to go through customs. Yeah. I mean, literally, you take a picture and you're through. I was so fast. I was super impressed. That is awesome because uh, remember back in the day when the customs agent has to check everyone's passport, there was like this long, miserable line. And the the last thing you want to do getting off of a ship and having a good time is wait in line when they already kicked you off the ship. Yeah. And, and I was totally expecting it because we've always done that. And, and it was, okay, well, this is the way to go, man. This is just the way to go. It's awesome. Long Beach really stepping it up. Verify facial recognition. Yeah. Just one step away from the Jetsons out there. Well, looking (laughs) back on this cruise, uh, actually, you know what? What kind of first-time tips do you have for someone who may be considering sailing Carnival Radiance? My wife and I were talking about that. And the one tip I would say is, because we do love comedy so much, you want to go to the comedy store or the comedy punchliners, go there early. Really, that's a big thing because everything else is the lines aren't too bad. But the comedy, I mean, it gets packed. And if you don't get there early, you're going to get a seat away from the stage that has a screen. So get there only 20 minutes, half hour early. You get good seats. Otherwise, you're, you're really risking it, but it's well worth it. I noticed you said comedy store. Do you ever go out, go out to the comedy store in LA? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I said that. Yeah. I, I, I've gone more than I should. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I haven't been out there, but it uh, seems like it has some pretty great stories from that place. Seems really it's, a, cool. it's a lot of fun. You yeah. gotta, next time you're out here, you got to hit that up too. Yeah, for sure. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of this cruise? For us, one of the biggest highlights was really the day when we were in Ensenada. Even though we weren't in Ensenada, it was just one of the most relaxing, nicest days we had on a ship in a long time. We've been on a few cruises, and this was just a really nice day. So something that will stay with me for a long time. And honestly, the Red Frog Pub was um, a lot of fun. They had a lot of music and the karaoke, and we spent a lot of time there, too. So between the two... Those are some pretty good highlights for us. On a short little cruise, it was a lot of fun. Uh, One thing I didn't ask you about the ship, Mike, when you were walking through the casino, how was the smoke situation? It was pretty bad, Doug, Mm. I'll tell you. From day one, even before we set sail, the smoke was embedded in there. Mm -hmm. And that was I was really surprised about that because I would have thought that that would have something they would be really on top of. But that was it was pretty strong. Interesting. Well, in closing here, your final thoughts of Carnival Radiance. You know, Carnival Radiance was, a when they redid it, it's really well laid out and much better than the Victory was. There's a lot more food opportunities and the food was really fantastic. So all in all, I just really enjoy the ship a lot. Very good. We've been talking with Mike about his three-night cruise on Carnival Radiance out of the port of Long Beach, going down to Ensenada and back. Mike, thank you so much for this detailed review, my friend. Thanks for checking in and giving us this review, buddy. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to uh, all your upcoming podcasts. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast 
or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer, 